This is an ABC podcast. Hi, friends. It's Ruby here, and this is News Time. Hi, Ruby. Every week, we search high and low for five awesome stories, and then we count them down from five all the way until we reach our wow of the week. That's the story that made us go wow more than any other. Wowee. Wow. You got it. On today's show, we'll dig up some buried treasure with a hungry badger. We'll celebrate schools and teachers and learning for International Day of Education and we'll power up with fuel made out of fruit. We're going to find out about plans for a national Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander precinct. And finally, we'll reveal our wow of the week. Let's get this party started. Let's do it. Story number five. What kind of animal is a badger? It's like a raccoon, kind of. A mammal, similar to a wombat. Yeah. A bit. A badger is a small, fluffy animal related to ferrets, otters and weasels. They come in lots of different colours, but they often have a black and white face and they live in the northern part of the world. They live underground. Yes, they're great diggers. They make tunnels and burrows to live in and they dig for food like worms, seeds and berries. Not very long ago, one badger in particular was extra hungry. It was living in a cave in the country Spain where there was lots and lots of snow. That made it difficult for this badger to go out and look for food. So instead, it decided to do some exploring. It dug into a crack inside the cave. But instead of finding berries or worms, it found... A giant stash of coins made from copper, bronze and silver. I think the badger was probably disappointed because there was no food. I think you're probably right about that. Badgers can't do much with coins. But these coins were pretty exciting to the archaeologists who found them after the snow melted. There were 209 coins altogether and they came from ancient Rome. That means they could be thousands of years old. Well done, little badger. Experts think they might have been buried in the cave deliberately. Now they're on a mission to figure out who put them there and why. Story number four. Do you know what it means to get an education? Education is learning. It's what you do at school or preschool. Yeah, When we get an education, we learn how to think and share and be curious and creative. And we learn how to ask questions. And you're right, one place most of us learn is school. I like literacy and English. I also like hearing the lunch bell, the recess bell and the end bell. (laughs) That's a bit cheeky. Not everyone is lucky enough to go to school to get an education. In some parts of the world, millions of kids don't go to school because it costs too much money, or they're just not allowed to go, 
or there aren't any schools close to them. They are some of the reasons that we have International Day of Education on the 24th of January to try and help all kids get an education. A school doesn't have to be a building with a bell. In some parts of Australia, First Nations kids learn outside on country. And when coronavirus happened, lots of kids had to start learning from home. I prefer at school in-person learning. I like home learning. Getting educated can happen in lots of different ways, and it's changing all the time. No one way is the right way, just so long as we're all learning. Story number three. (laughs) Story number three. Check out this fruit. Isn't it a beauty? It looks like passion fruit. It looks like macadamia nuts. This fruit actually comes from the beauty leaf tree. It's an Australian native. Scientists have been using the fruit seeds to make something called biofuel. It's fuel made from plants or animals. Biofuel is different to the fuel we use to power most cars. That's taken out of the ground. Biofuel is considered better for the environment because it gives a new use to things that often go to waste. It's being resourceful and using something people wouldn't normally use. That's right. Scientists have been testing the beauty leaf tree biofuel in engines and it's working well. They reckon the beauty leaf tree could be grown specially to make fuel and it wouldn't be taking space away from other important food crops because it thrives in areas where other plants don't grow very well. Each tree can grow thousands of fruits every year and that can make enough fuel to get a lot of motors running. I think it's a good idea because you're not digging up all of the petrol from the ground and you're using something from the trees. The other cool thing is that the beauty leaf fruit falls to the ground all by itself. So you don't need people or machines to pick them from the branches. You little beauty. Story number two. If you've ever been to Canberra, that's the capital of Australia, you might have noticed it's got lots of big, important buildings. The Parliament House, the Library, the Questacon and the War Memorial. Yep, but there's no building or centre, especially for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture. So the government has announced they're going to build a new Indigenous cultural precinct called Noora. Noora means home or country or place of belonging in different Indigenous languages. It'll include a learning and knowledge centre and a resting place for the remains of Aboriginal ancestors. Noora will also be a home for more than a million Indigenous artefacts. Aboriginal paintings, spears and boomerangs, didgeridoos and other old musical instruments. All these important pieces of history will be moved to Noora and kept safely. Because it's important to protect their history. Because the Aboriginal people were the first Australians. 
That's right. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples are the first Australians and have lived here for more than 65,000 years. Lots of Indigenous elders say Nora should have been built a long time ago. There's going to be a competition to design Nura, and it should be open for people to visit in about four years. Let's go. And now, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's... Wow. 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 Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because I'd never seen a potato that big. You know what's great about potatoes? All the different things you can make with them. Fries, curly potatoes, potato bake, potato chips, mashed potato, baked potato. Well, you could make all of those things with the potato in this story and you'd probably still have potato left over. This star spud could be the biggest the world has ever seen. Wow. It was grown by Colin and Donna Craig Brown in New Zealand. It looks like a rock. I think the potato looks like a turkey that some people eat at Thanksgivings. A turkey? (laughs) Don't tell me you don't see it. Look at the little legs and the butt. Hmm, maybe. (laughs) This jumbo potato is lumpy and bumpy. Donna described it as an ugly mutant potato. It weighs 7.9 kilograms. That's about as heavy as a small dog or two sackfuls of regular potatoes. The world record for the heaviest potato is just under 5 kilograms. So now, Colin and Donna have applied to see whether their potato can be the new world record holder. Oh, and they've nicknamed it too. Its name is Doug. Because potatoes get dug up out of the ground. Pretty clever, isn't it? Doug has become quite famous. Colin built a cart to tow his prize spud around the neighbourhood so that everyone could take a look. They even dressed Doug up in a hat and took photos to post on the internet. (laughs) While they're waiting to see whether they've broken the world record, Doug is being kept in the freezer at Colin and Donna's house because it was getting a little bit mouldy and smelly. Ew! It does look like a turkey. And that's it for today, my friends. Thank you so much for all your help. Thank you, Ruby. Don't forget to do our quiz in the show notes. I'll be back with you next week. Goodbye. Or as they say in Korea, Annyeong. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.